you live it's almost four o'clock in the morning and this is my special time that I normally pray but I just wanted to do this podcast because it's fresh in my mind and uh, this song is so on point for what I'm trying to relay in this podcast and I want to take you to Matthew chapter 6 starting at verse 21 For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor let your body not nor for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body the body more than raiment? Okay. So I just wanted to focus on I wanted to focus on the verse about the light because we're going to be talking about the light of the eye going back to verse 23. I mean, I'm sorry, 22. And the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Now, I think it's amazing because there's so much in this um, whole chapter by uh, written and spoken uh, from the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, I'm going to take time to talk about a lot of the elements in this uh, particular passage because it also has the the Lord's Prayer. It has um, the information as far as what you're really dealing with when you're dealing with um, people. And it just has a lot of secrets that are revealed in this scripture. And so I just want to think about this for a couple of minutes and just kind of have a quiet moment of peace here. Because I want to make sure that what I'm saying is the right thing. Um but i don't want to i want i don't want you to miss the issue of the eye in the in the human body and we know that 
there's so many philosophers that have said so many phenomenal things over time. And I believe Helen Keller, she's one of my favorite philosophers. And uh, I read her story some years ago. Um, and I and one of the quotes that she's really well known for is that people always would, back when she was in, on Walking This Earth, they really thought that people that had any type of disability weren't smart. They just, you know, people just equated any type of disability with the fact that you must be cursed, you must not be intelligent, and she defied all that. Um, and she said that people a lot of times ask me, "How is it not having any sight? Like how 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 do you how are you able to still be happy and motivated and able to accomplish all the things you're able to accomplish?" And she said, and she feels so sad for, for a lot of people that she says that. They have eyesight, but they lack vision. And she said, even though I don't have any eyesight, I'm still richer than a lot of people because at least I have vision. And that's pretty phenomenal statement coming from someone that is born. She was born with sight, but she lost it at a very young age. And so you have people like Helen Keller that defy all these odds and you just, you're kind of in awe of how could these people you know, be so successful and how could they accomplish the things they were able to accomplish, but they have no physical sight. And even now in society, to a certain extent, people that don't have, you know, that have certain, that have certain disabilities, we still have that same, we want to understand it. We want to understand like, why would this person be born this way? Why would this person be uh, treated by God, a lot of times we equate their disability to the act of God. So we want to understand it in our own human intellect. So we just automatically say, oh, someone must have sinned um, in this family or this child, you know, for some reason, we just think they deserved it. You know, we just have to make sense of it in our own human mind. But the Lord also defies all that kind of thinking, thinking when in the passage of scripture, the man that was born blind that he healed um and in the, in the uh, when the man was was healed from that blindness people say oh who sinned in his family that you know like um why why was he born blind like who, whose fault was it that he was born blind and jesus jesus basically rebuked them and said he was born blind for the glory of god so the lord corrected everybody's automatic default was to believe that there was something negative that brought about this blindness in this person's uh, life. And Jesus told them and corrected them by saying, no, it wasn't my intention that any of creation should be living with these defects, these, these, um, and I hate to call it that, but we'll just for the sake of you understand what I'm trying to say. It was never his intention for anybody to be um, living with blindness and illnesses and all those things, but because of the, the 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 outcomes of sin, it it um it tainted a lot of things in the in the human uh condition, and and um blindness is one of those things that was one of the things that came along with the curse, but he did, but the Lord Jesus did make very clear that just because someone has that disability. That doesn't mean that they personally are cursed. It's just things that happen 
because of the bloodline, the sinful bloodline of human beings. And so now it's a, it's available to occur in our, in our experience, but it doesn't mean that the particular person that ends up with that situation is cursed. And so that's why he said, he turned it around and he said, I've purposely allowed this person to go through this so that the glory of God could be shown because Jesus knew he was going to be walking the earth the same time that person was going to be on the earth. And so this particular man, he, he did end up seeing physically through the miracle of of the, of the Lord. And the Lord was saying, look at the goodness that happened in this situation. Don't dwell on the fact that he was born blind and don't try to figure out in your human intellect why he had to be born blind, but look at the miracle of the cross. Look at the miracle of a new life change. Look at the miracle of his eyes being opened because only God can do that, right? So when we look at the eye, the human eye, and how important it is in our in our life, you know, um, your life is definitely altered huge if you don't have eyesight. And what Helen Keller brought to, the, brought to that, and I think she's also biblical when she says it, is vision is even more profound than just your physical sight. Your vision for who you are in Christ, for who you are as a human being on this earth. What is your purpose? What is your aim? What is your, what, what makes you walk, what, what makes you walk with confidence? What makes you walk with love? What makes you walk with integrity? What are you living for? And your vision is so is so important to everything. It is the foundation of who you are as a human being walking this earth. And so when Jesus talk, talks about um, basically the person's vision, he's talking about something deeper than just their 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 eye, their physical eye. He's talking about when this person approaches the world, is their eye dark or is their eye full of light? And Jesus said, he's what? The light of the world. So in order for us to really see this creation correctly, in order for us to really see the things that are happening in the, in the, in our experience, we have to have the light of the world guiding us in that. And so he says, well, your treasure is there will your heart be also right before he goes into this little information about the light, the light of the eye, because he's basically saying, if you treasure your physical, you, the, the physical world and everything that you only can see with your, with your eyes, that's where your treasure is. So your heart is not open to God, but if you treasure the things of creation and you know that there's something, there's a deeper part of you. There's a longing for your creator, a longing to be reconnected with him, a longing for something else. There your treasure is. So then your there will your heart be also. So he starts with that. He starts with the desire of the human mind, the human, um, the human experience is all encompassed in that because you have to start with the treasure. Where is the person's treasure? And after you talk to people for a very short period of time, you can tell what their main focus is, whether it be their family, their job, um, power, money, or whether it be something else. Because the main thing that you 
most people like the like the word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you don't have to try to do too much digging to find out what's really in somebody's heart because their their treasure is going to be definitely on their mind. So they're going to speak out the things that are the most, per, you know, that pertains most to their, their treasures. And so I just thank the Lord so much that I'm walking in the light and I'm thanking him so much that he's given us a charge as the people of God. He says, we are the light of the world. And that's a huge responsibility to be the light of this dark world. But at the same time, it's a privilege and it's an honor. And then um, I love it how the, the end of this passage, towards the end of this passage, it talks about how um, the Lord wants us to pray in this way. And he tells us that part of it is saying, our Father, which are in heaven, thy will be done in on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And it goes on and from there. But I just want to. I want I want you to think about the words where it says have it have your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is that possible for things on earth to be done as it is in heaven? That takes a different kind of eye. That takes a different kind of vision for you to believe that the words you speak and the prayers you say r- really manifest things on this earth. And Jesus has given us a huge key there by after he talks about the different positions of people and their different ways that they look at the world. Then he says, you know, I'm going to teach you guys how to approach the father, how to approach your creator, the creator God, and how to get things done, how to get some things accomplished. And so he never meant for us to only think that that was the only prayer to pray, but he gave us a blueprint in that prayer of how how effective a prayer can be when it's given reverence to your creator first. So you know that Father God is who you're praying to and who you're asking these blessings from and who you are talking with. And then now that we know that Jesus has a special position with the Father, we use the, the we say in Jesus' name at the end of the prayer so that we know that the Lord um, is the one who gives us that access to the father. And so thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's so profound. And I just, I'm learning even more every day, how much I want to include that part in almost all my prayers that I pray to God is I'd like to add that, that portion of the prayer in there, because I know there's a purpose for my life. I know there's a purpose, a kingdom purpose, and I have to get back in step with the fact that it's a, it's, the, it's heaven's desires that I want to walk out on this earth. Not my own personal desires, but I want to have a kingdom vision. I want to have a heavenly compass, and I want to have my treasure in heaven. And then because my treasure is God and my treasure is eternal life with him sitting in heavenly places. Now I can come back on earth and my heart and my being can walk it out. And it and it takes a constant, a constant redirection in your heart and in your mind at first. It takes time and 
impatience with yourself and it takes a healing process to get to this place. But once you're there, your prayers become unstoppable. Your prayers become, un, you know, unrelenting. Your prayers become like fire, you know, like, you know, when you're praying that something's going to take take place you just you start having that confidence and you start seeing things you start seeing things flow and um i just want to bask in that truth and i want you to have fun with this song that i'm about to play and i just want you to listen to the words because it's the continuation of the song that started this podcast and it's so beautiful um it talks about our vision and so i'm going to continue playing this song called In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. like how he says fruitless searches you know he realizes that everything else that he was searching for was worthless it was worthless for him to pursue other things and um i don't know if you heard the part where he said the doorway to a thousand churches and we know that in the in the word it says that the temple of the body is now of the temple for the Holy Spirit. So it's our human flesh that is the temples. It is the churches. 
And so it's not a physical building when he says that, you know, he sees the doorway to a thousand churches. He's talking about human beings. And I just think it's just beautiful the way he laid this song out, because this is the way we should be thinking and pursuing our creator, that we should be trying to look at the world in the eyes, the vision that he has put in for, for us to look at, at it in and not just in our physical eye. And I'm just going to play this song a little bit more and I'm going to end with this. So will you all just continue to pray, pray and walk it out, walk out your vision for your life. Let the Lord be your guide. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be in the forefront of everything that you do. And I just bless you and I praise the Lord in this day. Amen. Grab the church.